You're listening to the Dominate Fantasy Football Show. Here is your host, Nate Hamilton. Welcome into the Dominate Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Nate Hamilton. You can follow me on Twitter at DominateFF, and you can follow the show at DominateFFShow. In the last episode, I discussed some of the fantasy-relevant moves made at the wide receiver position. In this episode, I'll be covering the second-best fantasy football position just behind kickers. Of course, I'm talking about tight ends, and obviously, I was being very sarcastic when I said that. But before we get into that, hit the pause button and subscribe to the show so you never miss another episode, and please leave me a rating and review. Before I break down the moves made at the tight end position... I need to vent a little bit and get some frustrations off my chest. So, I'm going to go ahead and get tilted. So, honey, what are you going to rant about today? Worst day of my life? What do you think? Don't interrupt. It grinds my gears when you do that. You have to do better than this. Tell him, McCluskey. Tell him what time it is. You don't wait that long. The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! That's, That's what our show is. Okay. If you listen to the Fantasy Tilt podcast with myself and Keaton Denley, chances are you heard me complain about squirrels maybe more than once. So I'm going to continue on with that, that squirrels for the life of me are are the worst thing to possibly happen to the planet. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm an old guy, I guess. I'm an old man because I set up bird feeders in, on my back deck so that way we can watch birds and whatever. It's something we like to do as a family. So... But it's hard to do that when the squirrels come in and no matter what you do uh, with the bird feeder, you put a slinky on it to draw them off. They find ways to get to the bird feeder and eat all the bird seed within like two or three days. So it it becomes very frustrating because it discourages the birds from coming. And I, I just I just hate squirrels with a passion. So I'm not sure what to do anymore. And it's just something that has me on tilt and f- will forever have me on tilt. And they broke uh, the the newest bird feeder I got, um, the squirrels did, because they are just relentless little beings and um, I hate them with a passion. So there's that. The second thing I'm tilted about is we have a mole problem. So in, in my front yard has been dug up. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of mole uh, mounds in the front yard. So I went online and I bought like one of the best mole traps you can find. And sure enough, you know, I put it in the ground. And the second I put it in the ground, there's not a single molehill has has been, you know, produced. And a couple days ago, my wife went out to uh, the greenhouse that we have. And she comes inside and she's like, you're, you're going you're gonna to flip out. I was like, what is it? And she, she walks me around to the greenhouse and there's mole mounds in the greenhouse. It's like a perfect vision of a tunnel. So naturally, I go ahead and, and I move where I had the trap and I put it down over there. And it's been there probably for like four days now and not a sign of any moles whatsoever. So it's like either they've gotten smart and they're, they're, they, they've evolved and they know about these traps already or... I don't know. I just have the worst luck in the world when, when it comes to rodents ruining my life. So anyways, um, I'd like to move on from those things because I don't want to stay angry too long. So um, now that I've gotten it off my chest, let's let's talk about some tight ends. 
Before I discuss tight ends, my son, who will be five years old this month, has an important announcement that everybody should know about in regards to the tight end position for fantasy football. So, uh, Leo, go ahead and take it over. Hello, my name's Leo. Tight ends are stinky. Ladies and gentlemen, wiser words may never be spoken again. That comes from my soon-to-be five-year-old son, and he is a future fantasy football analyst, and he already is in the know. So, uh, again, that could probably be the entire episode uh, because tight ends are stinky, and I think we all know that. So, But I, I'm here to give you some content, and uh, so let's, let's dive right into some tight end talk. The biggest move at the tight end position has to be Austin Hooper. He goes to the Browns on a four-year, $44 million deal, which makes him the highest paid tight end with $23 million of that guaranteed. Hooper ended 2019 as the tight end sixth with 75 catches for 787 yards and six touchdowns, despite missing three games due to an MCL injury. Hooper is one of the small few tight ends that you would want on your roster, so this signing is great for the Browns, but not so great for Austin Hooper's fantasy value. For one, he moves out of a better passing offense with Atlanta where Matt Ryan was a top three quarterback in attempts. Baker Mayfield was the QB 10 in attempts, but Matt Ryan had a better completion rate by seven percentage points. Austin Hooper, as I said, caught 75 of Matt Ryan's passes, which was second most behind Julio Jones, and he was targeted 97 times. Baker Mayfield targeted the tight end position a total of a very nice 69 times while completing just 41 of those passes. His top tight end in 2019 was Ricky Sales-Jones, who had a whopping 14 receptions on the year. We also don't know the status on whether or not the Browns plan on keeping David Njoku. All of this, and I haven't even mentioned all the mouths that he'll be competing with in this offense. So in the end, Austin Hooper to me is someone to avoid in 2020 fantasy drafts, as I believe he's going to be expensive for the position. The Atlanta Falcons did not waste any time whatsoever in finding their next tight end. They go ahead and sign Hayden Hurst, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. His career numbers are 43 receptions for 512 yards and three touchdowns. That is over the two years that he's been in the league. Now, Hurst will also have to compete with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley for targets. So for me, he's just filling the tight end position. I don't expect that he's going to come close to even replacing Austin Hooper's production. I can understand the hype and the appeal that Hurst is getting right now just because he obviously goes from, you know, Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball to Matt Ryan, which we all know Matt Ryan throws a ton of footballs in that offense. So yeah, I mean, he's going to see a fair share of opportunity, but again, I think he's fourth on the list in in regards to targets, in my opinion, for 2020, um, when Matt Ryan has, again, Jones, Ridley, and and Gurley to all target. Now, he does love targeting the tight end position, so there's a positive there. For me, it's just we have not seen enough from Hayden Hurst to even know if he's good enough to be a productive tight end for an entire season. So it might be a little unfair to him just because he's been in the league for two years. But we'll have to see how that plays out. For me, I'm not going to go ahead and just 
grab or reach for Hayden Hurst at all. He is a great late round option just because, again, the volume in the offense provides him with a little bit of, you know, more upside. But for me, I am not drafting Hayden Hurst unless I can get him for free at the end of drafts. Eric Ebron has found a new home in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. He signed a two-year, $12 million deal. This move is a major upgrade for Ebron's fantasy value. He moves from Jacoby Brissett to Ben Roethlisberger, and he finds himself in an offense that's expected to score more than the previous one he was in. And as we all know, outside of the top few elite tight ends in the league, where most tight ends get their value in fantasy football is from scoring touchdowns. So I believe that Ebron is going to get plenty of those opportunities in Pittsburgh. And outside of Juju Smith-Schuster, the Steelers have decent options to occupy the defense with James Washington, Deontay Thompson, but I don't believe it's enough to hinder targets for Ebron, especially in the red zone. He should get plenty of looks in the red zone, and right now his early ADP has Ebron as a low-end tight end too. I'd be shocked if this doesn't rise before the start of the 2020 season. I think he can easily be a tight end one, given his upgrade at the quarterback position and his ability to score touchdowns. So for me, I'm pretty much, I was down on Ebron last year, but I'm very much excited for Eric Ebron as a Steeler. Next up is the Chicago Bears making a questionable move, paying Jimmy Graham, $16 million over the next two years. I just don't understand this move. The Bears do need pass catchers to complement Allen Robinson, but Jimmy Graham just isn't it. He'll turn 34 years old this season. I'm 34 and I feel old, so I don't know what that's going to do for Jimmy Graham uh, with the Bears, but you know, there's some perspective on the age. And if money talks, then Graham could see a fair share of targets, but I'm just not convinced that he'll be fantasy relevant in 2020. So this move doesn't make sense considering the fact that they already have Trey Burton and Adam Shaheen at the tight end position. So I don't know if they're bringing Jimmy Graham in as a veteran leader. I don't I don't understand this move whatsoever. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does for the Bears. I just I'm not expecting a whole lot. Uh, out of Jimmy Graham in 2020. And speaking of old tight ends, Jason Witten was signed by the Las Vegas Raiders. He'll be 38 years old this season. Witten signed a one-year $4 million deal with the Raiders. Now, 100% for sure, this signing, because they have Darren Waller, this signing is a veteran presence that they need in a young franchise who's changing locations to Las Vegas. It's a big year for them. They need everything to go right, you know, as possible uh, this season. But I don't think they're bringing Jason Witten in to be a highly productive tight end. I think they're bringing him in for his veteran presence. And I think that's as far as it goes. And to be honest, I would not be surprised if Witten decides to hang it up before the season starts. So this signing could be all for naught for the Raiders at the end of the day. And lastly, I'll end it with another tight end I'm down on, Hunter Henry, who did sign his franchise tender with the Chargers. He'll make $10.6 million this year, but we don't know whose quarterback is going to be. All we know right now is Tyrod Taylor is supposed to man that backfield uh, at the quarterback position. So I am not feeling confident about Hunter Henry 
in 2020, as I'm not feeling confident for a lot of tight ends in 2020. But anyways, I mean, that's 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 going to wrap it up for this show. If any other fantasy-relevant tight ends get moved, I will be sure to cover them in my free agency leftover episode. But again, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Dominate Fantasy Football Show, and keep dominating. Thank you for listening to the Dominate Fantasy Football Show with Nate Hamilton. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss another show. Show your support by leaving a rating and review and follow at Dominate FF Show on Twitter. Twitter.